You're listening to Shine, a series presented by Pastor Harold Watkins on becoming a world changer. For more sermons or for more information on our church, go to freedomfellowship.us. You have no live news anymore. I mean, you go on the radio, it's all it's all taped stuff. So I uh, got the car warmed up, got the ice off of it, drove and talked to Jody, and I drove down here. There were already people here. And... Uh, Colin was here, and Jeremy, and Tabidi, and Oscar, and I thought, you know, we have tremendous volunteers here. We just do, and you guys are such a blessing to get up and come and get things ready, and uh, if you see Tabidi, if you see any of these guys that you know are here, our, our deacons, our, our greeters, John, Diana, and David, and I, just people that are, they're behind the scenes, but and, and sometimes they're not, but they just get so much done, and Takes such a load off of me and and some others, so uh, very blessed, very blessed here. And I, I do want to extend my my thanks to all of y'all. And um, you know this this scripture I'm reading from today is in Colossians one. So if you have your Bibles, you can go ahead and turn there. Because I've been I've, I've been preaching on being world changers that we're to shine and, and to change the world that you are that is around you wherever that world is. Uh, for Don Babin and Michelle, it is Africa. They, they're, they're changing the culture of the world. They're changing for the kingdom of God. And so for us, wherever you're, wherever you're planted, that's your world that God has called you to change. Basil, you think you might need to go get that phone? It's ringing in the office. Might be uh, something we really need to know about. Let's see Basil run. Uh, but God's called us to be world changers. He said we were like lights in the universe, right? He said, let the light of Christ shine through you. He said, Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. And he turns around and says, but you are the light of the world because of Christ in us. So we are to be people that shine. And so uh, this passage, uh, I was thinking about how, how, how would you want me to put this together, Lord, about thankfulness and, and shining and how does that work together? So uh, he led me to Colossians 1. So I want to read uh, the first uh, three through eight. Okay, would y'all would y'all follow with me? Um, and and the, there's this is actually a three point sermon. I, I rarely have a three point sermon. Um, usually I just have multiple points. But uh, the first point I would like you to know is that that we should be thankful to God for faithful followers. We give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of your love for all the saints, because of the hope which is laid up for you in heaven. Say, I've got hope. You know, it's, it's laid up for us in heaven, okay? I went to um, Debbie Griffin's, Homer Griffin's stepdad passed away, and I went to his funeral yesterday, and they preached on John 14. He talked about how God's preparing a mansion for us. I mean, he's, he is. Jesus said, I'm going to go and I'll prepare a mansion for you. So we have this hope which is laid up for us in heaven, of which you have heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel, which has come to you as it has also in all the world. Hmm. And is bringing forth fruit as it is also among you since the day you heard and knew the grace of God in truth, as you also learned from Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf, who also declared to us your love in the Spirit. We need to be thankful to God for, the, for, 
for faithful followers. I'm thankful. Who, who are you thankful for this morning that was faithful that you followed, that you watched in your life that led you to be to have a change in your own life? You know, I look back and, and see all the, the heritage that was brought down or passed on to me about faithful followers. Well, Paul was a thankful apostle. I began to read all the, all the scriptures that Paul said, I'm thankful for this, I'm thankful for you, I'm thankful for them. He was always talking about being thankful. He was thankful for these world changers at Colossae. Most people believe that Paul never was there. He never had visited this city. And not long after uh, Paul had written this letter, many believed that there was an earthquake that destroyed the city. So Paul, he was writing to a group of people that he really didn't know about. But you know he, who he did know about? Epaphras. Did y'all see his name in there? Epaphras gave him these messages. He would he shared, he probably heard from Paul when Paul was preaching in Ephesus. That's what it's thought. But he took this message to Colossae. And the people of Colossae began to, to feed on what Epaphras was saying. But Paul was pouring into Epaphras' life. So in these six verses that we started out with, I want you to see six things uh, that Paul was thankful for. And the first thing was faith. Remember, look in verse um, verse 4. Since we heard of your what? Your faith in Christ Jesus. That's the number one thing. I want you to see six things that will cause us to be world changers because we are faithful followers. Hebrews 11, 6 says, But without faith it is impossible to please him. Who is him? God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. First thing off is that we need, if we're going to be world changers, we've got to have faith, church. We've got to walk in faith. We've got to, listen, if we don't have faith, we can't do anything in the kingdom of God. The second thing he said was that we, they had love for all the saints. I want to ask you, do you have love for all the saints? I'm not talking about just the people at Freedom Fellowship, but the church in general, the church of God that's across the universe. Do you have a love for them? John 13, 35, Jesus said this, By this all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. You know, so much of the time we have enmity with our brothers and sisters. We don't believe like they do or they don't believe like us. And so we kind of distance ourselves from other believers. But Jesus said, this is how you're going to know that, that you belong to me. It's the way you love one another. So we have to have this thing called love, this agape, this selfless love that we give to other people. The third thing he said in this passage was because of the hope which you have heard from the truth of the gospel. He's talking about their obedience to the truth of the gospel. John 14, 15 says, If you love me, keep my commandments. If we're going to be faithful followers of Jesus Christ, we've got to walk in obedience. The fourth thing that he said was about our fruit, that we would bear fruit. He said, You are bringing forth much fruit. The word of God in you is bringing forth much fruit. John 15, 5 says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. Say much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. And then the last thing he says in this passage is he talks about this grace that was in them. This, in Ephesians 2, 8 through 10 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And then the last thing he says is that we are to love. Look at verse 8. Who also declared to us your love in the Spirit. I thought that was kind of interesting. You don't see that phrase used very much in Scripture. 
But in Romans 5, 5, it says, Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. If you know, if you are walking in the power and the, and the faith and in the love and the obedience and all those things, they come by the Spirit of God. Amen? So the first thing I want you to see this morning is we need to be thankful to God for faithful followers. The second thing I want you to think, see is thankful to God for qualifying us. This is probably the main part of the sermon I wanted to get you to, to grasp this morning. I think those first things are pretty elementary. But to be qualified by God is a great qualification. Have you ever heard of this, this saying, uh, God did not call the qualified, but he qualifies the called? God does not call the qualified, but he qualifies the called. Say, I'm qualified. See, you might, so many people have a, a real problem with being qualified to do anything in the gospel or in the kingdom of God. They just say, well, I'm not qualified. I don't have the schooling. I don't have the knowledge. I don't have this. I don't have that. And I want you to see in these next few passages how God has qualified us. God has, say, God has qualified me. Look at verse 9. For this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. I want you to just stop right there. I was going over my sermon last night. And uh, I read that verse, and it kind of jumped out at me. I think maybe there's, there's an area, one of, one of the many areas of my life where I, I fall short. But in verse 9, it says that this is Paul. Think about this. Because of all that is happening in their life, he said, For this reason, since the day we heard it of your faith and all those things, he said, we do not cease to pray for you. And to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Now, I just want to pray for y'all right now. Would y'all bow your head? I prayed this over you last night. I want to pray it over you this morning. Father, that you would fill us, that you would fill your people today with the knowledge of your will. That you would give us godly wisdom and spiritual understanding that we may be that we may walk worthy of the Lord fully pleasing you being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God strengthened with all might according to your glorious power for all patience and long suffering with joy giving thanks to you father for you have qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. You have delivered us from the power of darkness. You have conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love, of your love, in whom we have redemption through your blood and the forgiveness of sins. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Now we need to, I need to pray that more often over you. We need to pray that more often over each other, that we would be filled with the knowledge of God's love, His will, the wisdom and the spiritual understanding. Because He said, unless we have those things, we really can't walk worthy of, of the call that is on our life. We can't really fully please God. if We can't be fully be fruitful in every good work. We can't increase in the knowledge of God if we're not seeking and going after those things that He wants to give us. You ever have a child that you wanted to teach, but he really didn't want to be taught something? <laughs> 
He was too busy. Well, Dad, I don't want to do it. No, not right now. Uh, you remember that song, uh, Cats in the Cradle? And the son would always come to the father, and the father wouldn't didn't have time for his son. But then when the, when the father got older, then the son got older, and the son grew up, well, he didn't have time for his father. You know, that's kind of what I, I see here in this passage. He says, Paul says, listen, I've ever since I've heard about you, I've not ceased to pray for you. Paul was a praying man. He prayed night and day, and, and I'm sure as he was walking down the roads, wherever he was traveling, he was a man of prayer. And, and my wife always says, nothing will move without prayer. Nothing will move. We, we can't do anything unless we're connected with the source that gives us this knowledge, that gives us this wisdom, that gives us this understanding. So this is how God qualifies us. He fills us with the knowledge through the knowing of his word. He gives us wisdom through the knowing of his word. He gives us understanding through the knowing of his word so that we may walk in a way that pleases God. And how do we please God? Here's the question that I want to ask you. Why do we please God? Well, look at that verse he just, that I just read. He said, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Being fruitful. What does that mean to you to be fruitful in every good work? See, I'm, I, pr- I preached Thursday night at the uh, Ministerial Alliance. And I could barely get a word out without somebody saying, say it again. My God, well, well, I mean, it was, wasn't it, y'all were, y'all were, you were there, right? It was like, it's it's like right now, I'm having a really difficult time because I'm not hearing any, yes, amen, I'm hearing a little bit. So y'all going to have to get a little bit more active this morning. I I feel like there's some eyes hanging, you know, and, and and we're, we're a little bit cold this morning. So stand up, shake a little bit. Go ahead, stand up. Say, say, praise the Lord. Okay, come on, let's get in, let's get involved this morning. Let's get with the word. I, I need some, I need some uh, feedback this morning. Amen. Thank you. Cause this little lady on the front row, she was, uh, she would, she would say, say it again. So I said it again, you know, she said it, I said it again, you know, I thought, well, she really wants to hear that. So I could just stand up here and read the word and we ought to get excited. Amen. And here's the, here's the verse I love because, you know, James 1.22 says, but be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. So if we're not bearing fruit, you know what we're doing? We're deceiving ourselves. If, if we're not bearing fruit, all we're doing is going through the motions. It, we're, we're peeking into the kingdom. Uh, after Don preached that sermon about looking into the foyer, I had a different take on that. I thought, you know, it's kind of like us uh, sightseeing. We're, so many Christians are just sightseeing in the kingdom. And, and they're not really, because I've been, how many of you have ever been to the Smithsonian? Anybody in here? You know how long it would take to see all the Smithsonian and learn everything that's in Smithsonian? Probably all of your life. And then you still wouldn't get it all. Because it's not just one big building. I thought it was going to be one big building with some dinosaurs. There are big buildings everywhere. And you, have to, you go in there and there's one about space. And you get to go see Charles Lindbergh's plane that actually flew across the Atlantic. The first plane that flew all that, that way. And... And so you're looking at all this stuff, but I couldn't tell you a whole much more about the Smithsonian because I just went in there for a couple of hours. But so many of us, we're not in the Word, we're, we're not being fruitful because we're just kind of sightseeing in the kingdom of God and we're not getting planted and we're not getting plugged into the kingdom and doing kingdom work. So that's what God wants us to do. But here's how we do that by, by verse 11. 
strengthened with all might according to his glorious power. Say power. power. See, his power. It's not our power. It's his glorious power. That's how we're strengthened. That's how we go and do all the things that God's called us to do is by his power. Not by my, not by my might. Not by my spirit, but by the spirit of God. That's how we do. That's how we, that's how we roll, so to speak. That's how we move and shake in the kingdom of God. That's how we affect other people is when we allow the Holy Spirit and the word of God to come together in power and accomplish what he wants to accomplish, building his kingdom, not our kingdom. Then he says in verse 12, giving thanks, say giving thanks. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us. Listen to this verse, guys. If you've got a highlighter, highlight it. Who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. Woo! Uh, yeah, that's a good one. We, we have been qualified, not because we're qualified, because the blood qualifies us, because the Spirit of God qualifies us, we, have been, we, we are qualified to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. The same inheritance the Apostle Paul has, we get that inheritance. The same inheritance that James got, we get that John the Baptist gets, we get that same inheritance, church. We are saints in the light. Sometimes we don't feel so much like saints. Sometimes we don't act so much like saints. But if you know Jesus Christ and he's Lord of your life, you're covered by the blood, you're a saint. And you're in that light. Here's what the word qualified means in the Greek. To equip one with adequate power to perform the duties. Hmm. To equip one, say I'm one. To equip one with adequate power to perform duties of one. Say it again. Amen. To equip one. Say, I'm equipped to perform the duties that God has called me to perform. You're qualified. John 15, 5. I read it earlier. I want to read it again. I am the vine. You are the branches. This is Jesus speaking. He who abides in me. He who abides in me. He who abides in me, remains in me, stays in me, walks in me, hears me, obeys me, loves me, trusts me. He said, if you do that, you will bear much fruit. And then later on in John 15, it says it's fruit that will remain. Mark 9, 23, Jesus said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. But without him, John 15, 5 says you can do nothing. God has delivered us from the power of darkness and brought us in to the kingdom of the Son of His love. Did you know that's the only time that's ever, it's ever written that way in the Scriptures too? Paul was, I mean, God, the Holy Spirit was inspiring him to write this. And you know, the normal thing you would want to read there is that He has brought us from the power of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of light. But it didn't say that. It says He's brought us from the power of darkness into... The kingdom of the Son of His love. In Jesus, we have redemption through His blood, and our sins are forgiven. That's how God qualifies us to be world changers. We, we, we can't help but be world changers. If we're walking in this, right, Basil? We can't help but change the atmosphere of the places that we go 
if we're walking and living in this stuff, if we're, if we're being kingdom people, we're, we're not going to have an option when we walk into a place if we're carrying Christ with us. Because He's going to go with us. And all, we have an option in the sense that we can, we can close it off and we can, you know, the Bible says, be sure the light in you is not dark. Sometimes we, we put a bushel over the light that's in us by our actions, by our attitudes, by, by our, 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 our lack of faith. We sometimes do that. But listen, we should, we should be able to get a, a just like Epaphras is talking to Paul. He said, listen, this church at Colossae is on fire. They're doing the deal. They're, they're living the kingdom. And Paul says, man, I am so thankful for you. God has qualified you. You're partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. Sometimes, well, I know Basil deals with this a lot, and if you've done any Christian counseling, you'll know this. One of the most difficult things that you ever encounter in Christian counseling is people not knowing their identity in Christ. It's it's almost 100%. If somebody's in conflict, if their their marriage is in trouble, or their children are messing up, whatever it is, or or they're they're they've got all these weird thoughts in their head, and or they're depressed, all those things. Most of the time, a big part of the time, they, they just don't know who they are in Jesus. They don't know who Jesus is in them. They they don't walk in that that authority and that understanding of who they are in Christ. You're qualified. Amen. The third thing I want you to see is the best way to express our thanks to God. Verses 15 through 18. He, this is Jesus, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, you know, when he wrote this, probably all they were thinking of the invisible was the air. Had no clue about the DNA and the atoms and the protons and the neutrons and all the other trons. Holy Spirit did. Visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. Can I read that again? All things were created through him and for him. Say, I was created for him. I was created for him. You were created for him. First and foremost. Well, I was created so I could get a job. and Well, no, you are created for him. Well, I was created so I could get me. No, you are created for him. Everything that comes out of your life is, is below that. The first is you're created for him. All things were created for him. What happened, though? The enemy came in and perverted those things. So people began to think, well, I'm more important than God. Or there is no God. And you hear all these statements being made across our world today that there is no God. If there was a God, why would things be the way they are? Because you know what we did? We find man decided that we were more important than God. Our will was more important than his will. Adam and Eve decided that God was not telling them the truth, but the enemy was. And so they believed the enemy and they took the fruit. They took the bait. This whole, this whole passage is where uh, Rick Warren's book was based upon. 
The purpose-driven life was based upon that passage. For by him all things were created. Who's the creator? Jesus. A lot of people, well, it's the, the Father. No, Jesus is the creative one. He is the one that did the creating. You go in scripture after scripture, it will tell you that Jesus created. He is the image of the invisible God. He's talking about Jesus. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have preeminence. Big word, preeminence. I had to look it up just to make sure I understood what preeminence was. The best way you can express your thanks to God, and I know it's not just because it's Thanksgiving. It should be a daily thing. The best way we can express our thanks to God is by putting Him first in everything. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, His righteousness. You and I were created by Him and for Him, that in all things He may have preeminence. Preeminence means this, to be first, to hold first place. I'll never forget when they, uh, I think it was Bill Bright that came out with the four spiritual laws. Anybody remember those? That was probably one of the major tracks, biblical tracks that were put out by Crusade, uh, Campus, Camp, Crusade for Christ. Or, yeah. They were put out in, I mean, every Baptist church. Actually, most denominations had this little track. It was, it was kind of goldish yellow. And it had a, had a little pictures in it so you could see how there was a great chasm and all that. There's a train, and it was not pulled by emotions. It was, you know, emotions came at the end of the train. All that stuff. But, but there was one I'll never forget, and it was a picture of a little chair. Y'all remember that? A little chair. And, and on that little chair, there was a circle around the chair, and, and it had a, a cross on the top, on the chair, like it was sitting on the chair. And it says, that's where God desires to be. That's where he needs to be. If he's going to be Lord of your life, he's got to be sitting, ruling your heart. But when you kick him out, kick him off or you don't want to ever have him, then he's outside of that circle. He's outside of that realm, off that chair, and man gets on the chair. Man gets on the throne. Man tries to make all the decisions. And aren't we pretty bad about that, going, all of a sudden we're making decisions again, but we know God's decisions are best. We want to go and ask him, but sometimes we just get caught up in the moment. We get caught up in our flesh, and we make our own decisions. And, and what we're saying is, God, I don't trust you. I'm pretty smart. And most of the time, that doesn't work out very well, does it? God asks us. He says this. He directs us. He commands us. He said, we shall have no other gods before him. None. No other gods. Seek first his kingdom. He wants to be first. He's the preeminent one. He is the creator God. And he desires and deserves our loyalty, our devotion, our submission to him. I'm going to close with Proverbs 3, 1 through 10. Within this is the famous passage that this was my mother's favorite scripture. And I think this would behoove us as we approach this week of Thanksgiving. Maybe this is a passage that we should read every day this week. Because this really speaks of 
how we express our love to God, how we express our submission and our devotion to Him. He says in this, My son, do not forget my law, but let your heart keep my commands. Are you keeping His commands? It's not rocket science. Do you have the word hidden in your heart? Verse 2 says, For the length of days and long life and peace, they will add to you. Let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. And so find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. Are you doing that, church? Are you writing the words? Are you allowing the word to get into your heart? Are you thankful for the mercy and the, and the truth that God has given you? Because when you do those things, you find favor in His sight. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. That In all your ways, acknowledge Him would mean preeminence. Is He first in everything? Acknowledge Him in everything, in all your ways. And He shall direct your paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. You know, there's not a healthy fear of God much anymore, is there? Do you hear of it? Do you think about it? Do you see it much in our in our culture? There's not a healthy fear of God. And we think that we're wise in our own eyes. And now we're calling evil good and good evil in our in our society. But if we if we submit to God and we walk in the fear of the Lord and we don't walk in 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 debauchery or evil, he says it will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. And, you know, I don't know what you believe about tithing, but the Bible to me is very clear about that. We bring the best to God. We give him our best and we give him him. We give it to him first. I mean, why wouldn't we? Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. So your barns will be filled with plenty. That's sowing and reaping, church. And your vats will overflow with new wine. That's Welch's grape juice. <laughs> and you can go ahead and re- you can read all of Proverbs 3. It's, it's a beautiful proverb. It really is. But so much of that to me hit on everything else God wanted me to speak to you today. You know, every day should be thankful, uh, Thanksgiving Day for us. I want you to stand and bow your heads. I just want to tell you with your heads bowed how much Mary and I are thankful for you. You know, I know I'm nothing even close to the Apostle Paul. He would never even claim that <laughs> for what he gave and how he lived his life. But I know I know one thing. He was always thankful to those that God had put under him. And I want you to know Mary Lou and I are thankful for you. Thank you for your faithfulness. I thank you for the way you serve God and minister to Him as you serve others.
We're thankful that God has qualified us. I'm telling you, if anybody had no qualifications, it was me. But God qualified us, and, and you've allowed us to pour into your lives. But he's also called and qualified you to pour into everyone else's lives. So this morning, if you're dealing with any unworthiness, just ask that you would repent. Because in and of ourselves, none of us are worthy. We should all know that. But Jesus paid a high price, a great price. So that we could be qualified to be kingdom people. You see, you've been called and qualified this morning by Jesus Christ. You're saved by His grace. You're called to walk in His Spirit and His love. And the best way any of us can express our thanks to God is by always keeping Him first. So, Father, this morning, as we close this time, renew our minds, Lord. If there are areas in our life where we have kicked you off the throne and decided we would run things, Father, we would ask for your forgiveness there, that you'd renew our minds to know that you're way better equipped to run our lives than we are. You're way better equipped to direct our paths than we are. That what you've called us to do is acknowledge you and put you first in everything. bless this fellowship. God bless those that couldn't get out this morning for the cold or those that might be sick. I'll just bless them today. Be renewed in their minds to put you first in everything. And then just step back and see how you're going to qualify us to move in power, to move in grace, to move in love, to bear fruit that remains. Father, we know if we get off the throne that you will step in. Father, things will change. The atmosphere will change because we will bring the light of Christ into every situation that we walk into. Pray this in Jesus' name.